What's happening in the canine industry? For all the latest news, views and expert opinions, stay right here for the canine paradigm. You'll hear from industry leaders, experts, doyens of the industry, learned colleagues, movers and shakers, and the odd Randy guest. Get the latest insights and expert advice from both here and abroad from the people in the know. Now, here are your hosts, Glenn Cook and Pat Stewart. And I'm Lofty Fulton, and I'm out of here. Hey, buddy, you're looking a little sad. What's wrong? I have terrible news, Glenn. Go on, tell me. I've lost my favourite leash. Lost it, or did one of your legions of fans over in America steal it from your backpack? Either or both, I don't know. Mm, That's terrible news, but there's a fix. What? Our mate, our good mate, Jason Buffhead Furman from Einswick Dog Quip. Einswick Dog Quip? Einswick Dog Quip. He has leads. Could I get it customised? You can like get it customised, absolutely. To have my name, company to have logo. All of it, everything. Blazoned upon it. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does all that and more. Oh. oh, okay. Well, you know the deal. Why don't you tell us about some of the stuff that you know about our good friend, Jason Furman. Jason Furman is where I get all of my Herm Springer items, if I were to use those. Yes, he does those. He um, has uh, leashes and leads and correction chains and, and tugs. All kinds of dog running equipment. Balls. Balls and tugs. Spring pole style setups. Yep. Parachutes. Kind of parachutes for dogs. Everything. Are you still doing the parachutes? Yep. I yep. think because he gets those from Fireport. Who are the mills? That he, he does he mills. Does. My God, he does mills. So pretty much all dog training equipment. Jeez, you've lifted my spirits. Oh, well, that's good. I no. can see. Look at you. You've got a big smile <laughs> on your face. No longer should I be sad about my lost <laughs> leash. I'll be able to get a brand new one from Jason Furman at Einswick Dog Quip. Yeah, we should ring him up again one day and taunt him. Probably. Yeah. And he has a website. Oh, my God. Hasn't that been a bloody ordeal? Einswick Dog Quip. Einswick Dog Quip. Jason Furman. He has a website and I believe it's Einswick dot com or is it dot au i'd have no idea <laughs> <laughs> welcome back to the canine paradigm i'm your host pat stewart i'm joined in our little iacp studio by my co-host glenn cook and now we have the honour and privilege of interviewing Mr. J. Jack, who's here talking on flexi leashes. <laughs> How's it going, guys? And sweats. She's here too. Of course. <laughs> joining us in the room. American sweats. American sweats. <laughs> Jazzy jazz pants. I'm American Aussie. sweat pants. <laughs> well, they are sweatpants in America. And we were trying to get used to her calling them trackies. Trackies and jumpers. Trackies. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So yeah. crazy. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's just funny because it's like, Sitting her like uh, at the house, like she stayed at our place, and it's like hanging out in her tracky decks. Yeah, I asked Mandy, thing, and I was like, like "Do you have any trackies I can borrow?" And Mandy's like, "The hell are trackies? What trackies? the fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, I can curse. Thank God, that Track. was killing me. I just, I was just on censor mode. I just relaxed. Like, like I could see you turning purple up there. Going. Like, <laughs> well, bad news. We're not really allowed to we're swear. Technically, we're under the same rules. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah, he yeah. just said, he just. I know. Yeah, okay, that kind okay. of, it, 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 it kind of popped out. The rules exist. That doesn't. Dude, I heard him and I was like, sweet, dude. I heard him. I was like, done, good. <laughs> <laughs> Oof, I'm fine. Okay, I'll try. I'll go back. I'll go back. I haven't, haven't slipped that far out. We're just trying to limit it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you breaking in and out? Do you hear that? No. Is it just me? What no, I said, yeah, yeah. My headphones are fucking chopping in and out. Anyway. You said at that time. Oh, he's going to edit that. Mm. Carry on. 
He's, he's mostly going to edit yeah. that because he was complaining about the sound, and that cannot be heard in public. <laughs> no, not in our podcast. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> so you've just done your first presentation here on what it was the title of it. Balance means all tools. So it says, <laughs> I threw a little, I threw some twists at him a little bit. I was jabbing at the balance scene a little bit during the thing. <laughs> Um, most of it was completely unplanned, but it, I knew it was going to be that way because they asked me for a title and I told them balance means all tools, the whys and hows of retractable leashes, mm-hmm. which is just a controversial thing for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why, because any higher level performance oriented trainer uses retractable leashes and doesn't understand what people talk about when they say they don't like them. Mm-hmm. Like none of them. I like, like non plus, like it's a, what, what are you talking? Of course. Like, it's like saying, do you use collars? They're like, yeah, yeah. use collars. They're like, <laughs> does your dog poop outside? You're like, yeah, they poop outside. You know what I mean? Like high level performance trainers all use flexies to the point that it's just ubiquitous and nobody thinks it's a thing. Yeah. But in the pet dog world, it's like, it's crazy. They're just like, they'll burn your skin. Like they're just evil. Yeah. But that's the thing is in the pet dog world will, because you've got a lot of people who don't bother to get skilled up in it. Where you talk, when you talk about the professional dog people, they're skilled up on it. Like they work, they're meticulous. Um, People out in the, in the pet dog world, they'll do, they'll stick with something for five minutes and say, oh, it doesn't work. You know, what's crazy to me is it's a little bit of a slam on the, it's a little bit of a slam on the level of um, determination to study and learn in the, in the community of trainers, yep. right? Mm. Because it is so ubiquitous in the, in the performance dog world that you literally can't even skim material in that world without seeing the use of it. Mm-hmm. Like if, if you just randomly Google some high level trainers and you watch more than two of their video, unless you're talking only videos of performance trial day, but then in those things, they don't use leather leashes either. Like there's no leashes yeah, at yeah. all, mm. but it's like, if you watch any footage of training and you click on anything more than just the first 15 seconds of two videos, you'll see them using flexies. You'll see it, which means it's crazy that they don't know how to use them. And it's crazy that they think they're evil, but it's crazy that they haven't bothered to train or even investigate high level people enough to accidentally realize that there's this ubiquitous tool that they're not familiar with. Mm. It's crazy. Yeah. Like if you look at Ivan Balmanoff, right? So he's, he's got this train preview, uh, com website plug, bro. He's got this, <laughs> he's, got, he's got this website with his amazing stuff on it. Right. But if you just, if you just peruse the video titles, there's a, a picture that says how to teach uh, loose leash walking. And it's a picture of him with a blue flexi. Yep. It's like, if, if you, you don't even have to buy any of the videos. If you just scan the library, you're going to see it. And then people are like, oh yeah, you know, I do all this training and blah, blah, blah. And oh yeah, I like Ivan Balabanov. And then you go flex. He's like, I hate him. And you're like, you don't even know. You don't even know what you're name dropping. Like you don't even know which, you know, thing to kiss up to. You don't even know which butt cheek to go for. You know what I mean? Like you're like, yeah, I like that guy. That guy uses flexes. Uh Oh, you know what I mean? Like they don't even know. Ellis has flexies in his videos. Ivan has flexies. I've seen Bart with flexies. You guys all use flexies. Like it's, it, it's just, it's commonplace. You know what I mean? I just don't understand. It's crazy. I hate flexies. Yeah. I was going to say, Glenn doesn't use flexies. No, I don't use flexies. (laughs) I hate flexies for the reason that people who hate flexies hate them and use them. That's why I hate them. What? I hate flexies 
because of the people who hate flexies and still continue to use them badly. What do you mean? Well, people who hate flexies still fucking use them and they, they cause chaos everywhere they go with their stupid flexi leads. Well, yeah, but so this is, this is the argument that we get into, right? Because one of the problems is you guys uh, steadfastly opposed to banning of e-collars, right? But like, so there's a woman at our booth uh, a little while ago. And I said, what are you doing in your presentation? I said, retractable issues. I hate them. Uh, uh, wrapped around my leg and tore my flesh off. And now I'm dead. Burned a small dog. <laughs> and like, do you know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. like horror, horror yeah. story. And then I was like, okay, that, that was crazy. And she's like, yeah, you know, there was a 10 year, there was a 10 year old kid using it. Right. 10 year old mm. kid using it. And I'm like, man, if somebody that wanted to ban e-collars found a video of a 10 year old kid who had taken an e-collar and shoved it in a dog's ass mm. and lit it up for no reason while he was giggling and the dog was just screaming and running around and the kid's giggling, they, they could go, see, ban e-collars. Yep. Because some stupid kid did something inappropriate with it. And it's like every everybody here would be up in arms if if some purely positive person posted that video and said, look what is done with these tools. We got to ban them. This place would hire lawyers and freak out because that is absolutely not how you use that tool. That is the incorrect usage. Why did a 10 year old have that controller? Why was that being done? Why didn't you help them instead of filming it? You mm. shit like they would be crazy defending that that shouldn't be used as an example of ban, but the same people <laughs> will go grandma Jenkins down the road, let her dog poo in my yard. Now they got to go. <laughs> like, leashes are bad. They can't, there's no excuse. You can't use it. You know yeah. what I mean? Grandma Jenkins. <laughs> I hate that woman. But and I uh, think, but with everything, it's risk versus reward. And people don't understand like the massive amounts of rewards that you get. Because of course there's risk in, in every tool. Like any leash can get wrapped around your leg. The, yes. only, the only serious burn I've ever gotten from a leash was not a flexi. It was a long line. Yes. Uh, mm. So like it, it, there's the risk is there no matter what, but then it's a case of, is there enough reward from it? And I believe with the flexi there 100% is, <laughs> yes. and I use it in like your presentation then is awesome. You've got a whole technique about how to use it as a tool to teach behaviors. Yes. I, I really only ever use a flexi as a long line. Like I just control the dog with it. It's a convenient long. Yeah. Line. Yeah. Like, yeah. and I'm telling you the biggest one for me was I picked a dog up, my dog's dad, when I picked him up from quarantine and put a leash on him, he wanted to work. And we're driving 10 hours to Melbourne to deliver him. And every time I get him out of the car, he's like, we're working because you just clipped a leash to me. Yes. And he won't piss a shit because he yeah. wants to work. He's yeah. totally clued in. Yeah. So then I put a long line on and he puts his nose to the ground and wants to track. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I'm like, dude, I just need you to empty out so we can get back in the car. Yeah. I clipped the flexi on. He's like, I'm free. I just run off and I'll piss over here. And then I call him back. And, yeah. And You're like, wow. Yeah. And because he's not my dog, I call him back. He says, I'm not coming back. i like jiggle him back in with the flexi yeah, and gets yeah, in the yeah. car and we continue yeah. driving. Yeah. Right. And it's like, that's the devil's tool. And it's like, well, it's the only thing that was going to work in that circumstance. Yes. And I kept con positive control of the dog. Yeah. Me and the dog survived the altercation with the flexi. Yeah. No innocent bystanders were killed. Yeah. My car didn't explode. Yeah. And I delivered the dog with an empty bladder. Yeah. 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 Uh, I mean, it's, it's just weird. It's like, for some reason there's this bias and the logic just goes out the window, you know, like the, like the joke that I made, in the, in the presentation, I made a lot of jokes, apparently. And like, I'm holding an empty, there's no dog on it. And I am holding a locked flexi and I grabbed, I, I put my hand on the tape, the line 
audible gasping. <laughs> Were you there for that part? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aud- like, um, and they weren't faking. Like, it's like I had done a magic trick and like put a needle through my nose, and they're like, oh, like ga- audible gasping from horrified people. And you're like, dude, like. Do you, you know what I mean? Like, they're like, don't, don't ever grab it. And I'm like, well, the problem, and you have to explain this to adults. The problem is not grabbing the line. The problem is grabbing the line when it's moving. Yeah. And if you're, do- and they go, yeah, but if your dog's running 30 miles an hour and you grab the line, I'm like, dickhead. If your dog was running 30 miles an hour and you grab a long line, you're fucked. Like, you're screwed. It's going to hurt. Yeah. It's going to burn your arm. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no, there's no way around it. You don't grab a moving nylon cord. You just don't. You know what I mean? But they're just like the the thought is it's just so like crazy condition, you know what I mean? You just don't do that. <laughs> it's nuts, dude. Because gasping is horrified, horrified. It was just bananas. But talk us through quickly. So what you're teaching there is a, a game. You've, I think we've spoken about it before on the mm-hmm. podcast, where you you load the flexi like it's a clicker, essentially yes. with a tap to the. Well, it depends on who you talk to. <laughs> There was a little bit of controversy about how, whether or not that was, uh, you know, whether or not I firmly understand clickers. And if you'd have been there, you could have helped me, but you weren't. Was so there. Oh, you Sorry, got school. Was... Oh, you got schooled in your own yeah, <laughs> presentation, was, dude. I thought like so when you present a controversial topic like this, you can expect a little bit, right? Like, and I knew I was egging it. Like I, the the <laughs> did you see it? No. So the 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 slide that was up as the room was filling was just a just giant slide on the thing that as everybody's filling in and sitting down, nobody has any idea what's going on. The The sign on the door says balance training means all tools, right? Mm-hmm. They walk in the door. The slide behind me says e-collars are inherently dangerous and should be banned. <laughs> right? Wow. Yeah. At the ICP, right? <laughs> and that face. Was, Where, how did that manage to conjure up? I just, I pushed a button and yep. made it pop up on the screen. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. It's it was part my of your, slide. Part of your yeah. Shock culture. Oh, yeah. Yep. So it's up, right? And uh, and everybody fills in, and you see people like, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then when we get started, I'm like, oh, sorry, guys, wrong slide. Hit a button, and it goes retractable leashes should be banned because they're inherently dangerous. Yeah, yeah. And then underneath it, it's like, it's the it's the fool, not the tool, and don't be a hypocrite, right? Yeah. And then people are like, okay, I mean, just day one, we haven't even started, and people are mad. You know what I mean? They're like, this is controversial, right? And then we start talking about stuff and it's like, I'm talking about, I'm making jokes. You know what I mean? I'm bothering me. You know what I mean? I'm just picking fights with people and I'm making jokes and stuff. And we're talking about clickers and we're talking about flexies or balance training and um, differential reinforcement and stuff. Everybody's just like, they're like the audience at one point was going back and forth at each other about some non, a non-related topic clickers. And I had to go, guys, guys, if we're going to fight, we're going to fight about retractable leashes <laughs> <laughs> one fight at a time. Yeah, it was kind of crazy. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> derail, derail. What was I talking about? We're talking about your system, you, the, the flexi leash uh, as an, an announcer to come back. Yeah, so I charge, now I'm resident, hesitant to say it. I, I try to do what I believe is charging the collar like it's clicker. So you go click food, click food, click food, click announce food. I do the same thing with the leash. I go pop food, pop food, pop food the pop on the collar announces uh, the presence of food or the opportunity for reward. Now I use a flat buckle collar. Usually I use an agitation collar because there's no or less aversive qualities to the collar because I don't want to make 
I don't want to continue the relationship most people have with their collar with the dog, which is one of confrontation or conflict or competition and the best case scenario, competition, worst case actual conflict. Right. So I take all the aversive properties out and use a big, nice, thick agitation collar to avoid any of those aversive properties and then condition when I pop this collar you're going to spin and come back to me. And it's the same thing as a clicker. You know, your clicker's condition when your dog is doing almost nothing and they don't know that it's a training session that's about to start. You make a click, the dog comes spinning and running back to you. If my dog is out in the sunshine hanging out and he's got a long line because I, de- I desensitize them to the presence of leashes and collars by letting them spend time in them. And I take the long line and I go boom and I pop the leash and they just spin and run and come zipping back to me looking for the reward. Then I know I have a condition collar pop. Mm-hmm. But that it's crazy because just that alone, like honestly, truthfully, you could just stop right there. <laughs> just stop. You could just go full stop, seminar over. Thanks, guys. And <laughs> that's it. Cause people are like, like what? Like mind blown, right? Mind yeah. blown. Does it work? Does yeah. your method work? Yeah. How many dogs? All the dogs I work. Cool. So, but, but, the, but, but here's the point, right? Mm. She's making an argument against that, but you've proven it physically. Oh yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's the point I'm trying to make: is the dog oh, yeah. gets it. My dog There's trained no like argument. that will pass the over. Her dog not trained like that won't. So there you go. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Run your dog, kid. Like <laughs> we're from a family that's that put up. I don't know what to tell you. That's where the lesson ends when you when you try your, your technique out, yeah. and the dog totally understands. I don't it trial. Responds. I do pet dog stuff. So stop that. <laughs> uh, on the topic of trial, yeah. you just recently got that second leg of the SR2. I did. I did. I did. I got oh, a, golf claps. Yeah. I got an SR2 uh, on Mabel, and it was with Jazz as a judge, which is not easy. Because <laughs> 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 she's rough, man. A number of people have asked me to judge their dogs for that reason. <laughs> it's starting to be the kind of thing like where – you know, like if you get in jiu-jitsu or whatever, you like you get a you get your belt from this guy. People go, oh, cool, cool, cool. You go, I got my belt from that guy, and guys are like, oh, damn, you know. Mm. So people are like now, like I want where where's the next place you're judging? I want to do a leg under you because I want to know that I'm like high level or whatever. Mm. So it's starting to be a thing, but it's cool. So I skinned through with a seventy four. That's four more than you need, bro. Four more than you need. (laughs) And I then pointed out to her a couple of places because I'm a good guy and I'm trying to help her be a a better judge for why I don't know. But I pointed out, I was like, see that? That was a game. Here's a little thing. And she was like, most of them, she was like, yeah, I saw that. And then there was a couple where she was like, and you, the amount that she got irritated at the fact that she didn't see it really surprised me. (laughs) I thought she was going to go, oh, nice one. You got one. Mm -mm." Now she's like retrospective <laughs> yeah because i've turned around like to pick up a distraction as as part of the uh the obedience section and as i've gone to use that distraction like i'm kicking the dirt off like, my boot bro oh, i'm just getting some dirt off my no, boot you know just what i mean i got tap, a little tap, tap, tap like you know what i mean i kicked like the heel of my butt. man just does nervous tick bro it's not a thing you know what i mean yeah but because i like, was not looking she wasn't she, she, she waited like, he was good it was good handler uh, <laughs> go, like my dog looks at me and didn't look at the tire rolling down <laughs> I, was like, like, I kept huh. the dog and everything in peripheral and it was good i mean it was like when you're playing a game, you got to play, right? That's so, right. Yeah, well, yeah. Handling is part of it. It's an interesting thing because that sounds like a bad thing because if you're helping your dog through, like the whole GRC is supposed to be life, like GRC is life. It's a tactic. You're practicing for tactical situations in theory, and that's cool. But if you're having to help your dog through, then your dog's not actually prepared for tactical situations. But the truth is, in a real emergency situation, 
how well you handle and help your dog is a key component in how well you survive that tactical situation. So the, the handler being able to think on their feet and manipulate things and pay enough attention to see who's looking where and what's going on. Like, dude, that's actually a survival skill. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. if you can see when your dog's about to see and you see that the person's not looking at their dog and they're go- like to be able to take that kind of information in and play that thought process on the fly and just, decide what you're going to do about what you're seeing and make a play that works. That's how you help your dog get through the pet store. When somebody drops a leash, like that's how you do it. Yep. Yeah. So it's actually still a life skill. Mm. Um, I think that's the picture of a good dog team is, is reading each other, not just yes. like, Hey, this is, uh, this is the skill I've taught. Hopefully I've taught it well enough that it works Yeah. is reading each other and going, Hey, your strengths are here. Let me play to your strengths. Yeah. Oh, here's a weakness of yours. Let's manage that. Let's yeah. let's pay some more attention as we have to get through that. And yeah. knowing that is what makes a dog team yes. rather than just like, oh, I'm going to go out and, and well, put this title on the dog. It's the test of the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in theory. I mean, I think maybe some people, you just get, I don't know, like show dogs, like they hire people. To yeah, just to run, run the dogs, dogs around. around. I don't know if that happens in the sport dog world. I can't yeah. imagine it yeah, happens yeah, at the highest level. Especially in IP, IPG. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well that, yeah, I think that's because it's such a set pattern. They can kind of get away yeah. with it. Well, I mean, people will, they have to be the trainer of the dog, but it's, it's not uncommon, especially in IGP in, in Germany as well, because, well, I, I don't think they have to do it anymore, but in the times gone by where you had to have titles on the dog, a lot of show breeders could not title a dog and they do not have a dog that should be titled. <laughs> so it takes actually a very good trainer to very get, good. Yeah. yeah, to trainer and handler to get that dog through. And yeah. then, but you're right in that, the relationship component still has to be a big part of it. They have to take that dog. It's not like they, that other person can train it and then yeah. someone else. Yeah. Can it's not trial. like the show ring where you just grab the dog and run yeah. it around for confirmation and yeah. get it awarded and then give it back to the handler again. Yeah. yeah. There's a, that, that's a real job. People just legit run around in circles. Where <laughs> and get paid very well in America. Have you seen apparently. the movie best in show. I have. Yes. I've seen bits and pieces Gosh, of it. I've never made it, it through the whole really, thing. It's really good. The thing that's funny is I thought that was kind of a, I mean, obviously, it's a ridiculous movie, right? Like, it's a totally ridiculous movie. And you're just like, this is clearly like satire. Like, this is like... Uh, but not in real life. Dude, there's a documentary, like, on Netflix or something. It's like, I, I, I can't remember which one it was, but they follow different people around or whatever. And they do, like, a dog show, like, a confirmation show. And I, it was, I really thought that that was a documentary-style parody of the movie. Yeah, yeah. Because it was so close. I was like, oh, that's this character and that's that character. And then after a while, you're like, this is not a joke. This is a legit documentary. And then you go, oh my God, that movie was not a satire. Like that really is. It was poking fun at people who actually behave like that. crap. It's crazy. Yeah. 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 Anyway. That's a whole nother world. Like, you know, it's a huge industry with many facets and I'm interested in a lot of them. But not that one. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Of the dog and, world, I've yeah. never looked at that. Yeah. And we just lost our show, people. <laughs> and, and a lot of people do it. And and I I see that there's people that cross over and there's people that enjoy it. Showing as a sport, I get it. But I just think the the whole idea of a dog prettiness competition drives it just, me nuts. Uh, it's like having bamboo shoved under my fingernails. I, I think if you do it for like if you if you're looking doing it for looks, confirmation, and for workability, then I don't have an issue with it. Yeah, like but, I admire those people who. Who do follow all those disciplines, but there is no test of workability in it. So that used anymore. to be like it's a weird thing, but like way back in the day of physical culture in, mm. in humans, right? Like bodybuilding shows were not separated from athletic events. Mm-hmm. That was a division. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there was like feats of strength, and then you know physique competition. But there was the same dudes. 
Yep. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yep. And now it's not like that. And now there's like fat blown out power lifters and these like super muscle guys that fall over if you push them because they're too dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, there's not this. You're like, these are completely disconnected now. It's yeah. insanity, you know? Yep, that compartmentalization. But yeah. yeah, that's the issue. Like the the real show thing. There's no there's no workability test. Yeah, there's there might be some barking. There might be some like nerviness to get to display. Do we get to call that a protection instinct? But there's no <laughs> actual workability. Yeah, it's silly. That I could talk about forever. Yeah, let's not. All right, so back to retraction. <laughs> back to the tools of the devil. So yeah, that like that just that condition collar pop. It's really nice because like, even, even if we don't get into all the other stuff, like if you just gave somebody that you would make things so much better for them because in a situation where their dog is starting to attend to something else and they're like, oh, man, the place where balanced trainers are always popping the hell out of their dog anyway, like it makes the picture of what looks like a balanced trainer. Like the dog starts to eyeball something over there and I go and pop the collar and he spins and looks at me and then focuses on me for the next 30, 45 seconds. Mm -hmm. Like that's what these people, people are doing these people like I'm not one of them. Like, that's what these guys are doing. And the picture of that looks the same, but you don't know that what's going on inside the dog's head is different than what the picture looks like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Cause they're not going like, ow, I didn't like that. Don't want it to happen again. I better not do the thing. They're going like, Oh, that's right. I forgot about you. Let me pay more attention to you. And yeah. that's a different feeling. It's a different emotion. You yeah. Know? So even just that part was like, you see people blinking and like, what? well, what's interesting to me is they tie it together, right? So your game GRC, uh, you know, you're always saying uh, GRC is life and training, yeah. training should, if you can train your dog, you should be training it for GRC. Yeah, yeah. And so let's talk about say least sensitivity portion of GRC, right? Yeah, so yeah. you got to walk onto the field, meet three people, uh, go around your figure eights three times and the dog can't, be dragging you on the leash yes. three seconds of static pressure and you're starting to ditch points. Right. Yeah, yeah. But if you were to uh, train the dog in the exact technique that you just talked about in there, mm -hmm. every time that your dog does check out and thinks like, ah, oh, fuck you, I'm going to sniff the ground or whatever. Yeah. Your leash goes tight, not by you popping it, yes. but by, by virtue of the fact that you're walking away from the dog. There's a perimeter. <laughs> pressure comes onto the collar. Yeah. The dog yeah. then looks up and goes, oh, hey, that's right. I'm meant to be following with yeah. you and comes trotting over. Happy attitude. Not so jacked up like he's come flying in for, yeah, yeah, for yeah. the jackpot, but yeah. just trots back into position and you continue moving. Yeah. That pressure is highly likely to be less than three seconds and uh, absolutely. Nil, nil points lost. It's silliness. Like <laughs> you could, like there's more, oh, clearly. But that's the get. bridge, right? And I feel like that's what some people maybe need to point and understand. Like that's exactly why you're doing that. This doesn't, yes. the end goal is that whole flexi leash game is not anything that you're doing. It's yeah. a thing that you've done. And now yes. you're just walking around with your dog on the lead. He knows to keep it loose. And if yeah. he by accident, you know, gets distracted, pays too much attention, to something else yeah. gets a little bit of pressure goes, Oh yeah, that's right. I meant to go with you. Yeah. There's way more to it. <laughs> like any, any system you can go, like you can do the wave tops thing and go right over it. And it's like, you get the idea, but there's more to it. It's like, if you could, if I could do a five minute elevator pitch, right like the old school method where you put the dog on a long line on a choke chain and you just pick three random points in a field and you go and you stop and you go and you stop and you go and you stop. And if they want to keep their head attached, they 
they pay attention and they follow you because they're like, holy mm. crap. I gotta pay what was the quote that. from the Kilo book that you, you gave in there? They say like, <laughs> they say that they will come with you even if it's just to keep their head attached. Yeah, right. right? No, I'm not. Okay. It absolutely says the head attached thing, but yeah. I don't know if the verbiage leading up to some describe, hyperbole there. Perhaps. Whatever. You know what I mean? Whatever. Hyperbole. Yeah. What? That's the word of the day. What? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah. So it's like, that works, dude, it works 100%. Like, and then basically, again, wave top kind of the idea, you do a 15-foot line, eventually you can't catch them anymore, and then you shorten up the responsibility. Now, when you do Keeler stuff, you just mentally imagine what a five-foot bubble looks like, and then you start giving them a five-foot responsibility. And if they exit that bubble, you about right turn and go the other direction. And again, bang, they hit the collar, and they go, oh my God, I didn't want that to happen, and they start paying attention. Mm-hmm. And pretty quickly within, you know, however long a week or whatever you get a dog that man, when you start walking with authority, they start gluing themselves to you because they don't want to get out of the, you know, the good place to be. The only place they can find that they don't get cracked is right there. Right. Mm -hmm. You can change everything about the feeling of that game. Cause basically my red light, green light game is honestly, it's that game. The caveats are a flat buckle collar and a precondition collar pop. Yeah. That's it. Like, there's more to it. Clearly, I can get all crazy and yeah, talk yeah. for seven hours about the whole thing or whatever. But like, honestly, it's you could just go look. Precondition a flat buckle collar, like it's a clicker. Do the Keeler long line method with a flat buckle collar that is preconditioned. Full stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's done. You're good. You're all set. Yeah. It's stupid because it's the same idea. The movement, the length of the leash, the amount of time they have to make the right decision, all that stuff is the same. It's great. But when they get dinked, the thing that makes them go, ooh, 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 and come back to you is not, dear God, attach my head. It's like, oh, crap, I forgot you. I was sniffing butterflies and I wasn't paying attention. Oh, the collar becomes the thing that goes, hey, bro, reward opportunity is leaving, not, hey, dude, I'm going to kill you if you do that again. Mm. And it changes. That doesn't look like much. And from the outside, honestly, I've had people blow me off after having me explain this to them. And like, I go through the whole red light, green light thing, and they literally... Well, Katrina in Australia did the good version of this, right? After watching this whole thing for like, she watched a couple of private lessons. She's watching like a couple of hours and she stops and she looks at me and she goes, the scalar method. And I went, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, that's brilliant. Like she was, she was into the differences. Yeah, yeah she understood it. She, but then she was like, oh my God, you found a way to make Keeler fair to the dogs. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And she was like, oh, that's good. But other people have had that. They're just like, they get pissed. They're just like, it's Keeler method. And you're like. A modified version of it. Yeah. The fair I like dogs version. Sure. Why not? Do you know what I mean? Well, it's the value of the stimulus. So like the collar pop is, is going to happen. No matter the method, that's going to happen. It's going to happen. And in Keeler's version, this is where I would say what he's talking about. If we're going to put that in a quadrant, that's somewhere on the spinning axis between negative reinforcement and positive punishment. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it's up to the dog how he perceives it, and maybe it's both. And and, and the negative reinforcement has to at some point become positive punishment. And and so, But it's pressure, and he wants to uh, relieve and then later avoid that pressure. Yes, yes. it's the exact same thing, only now you've got a conditioned response to yeah. us. That means I feel that it, it doesn't compel me to do anything. It is essentially a command that I know that I will find value in going back. So now it's a literally a marker for positive reinforcement. Yes. So, and 
Like it, it's very interesting to me that what's physically happening is the same. He's gonna say knee popo in about four. I'm not. I'm even. It's gonna be a collar pop followed by a reward, right? It's gonna happen. Well, we've talked. Always my ding button. We talked about this. I remember when when you're at my place the first time, you're talking about how you implement the 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 flex the flex exactly as you did with the collar pop. And I was like, okay, so now instead of saying collar pop, say stim. And that's exactly how I it. And it's the do exact like, same thing. Do I get like an honorary Nipopo certificate or something? Like he doesn't know the whole system, but he does some of it. He's been doing I mean? bits of it. <laughs> well, like I say, anything that works probably is Nipopo in one way or another. <laughs> I'm going to have huge chat throw rocks at each other. <laughs> if it works, it's Nipopo. If it works, it's pressure release. <laughs> pressure release is Nipopo. <laughs> Just throwing shit at each other. Uh, good times <laughs> anyway yeah so i don't know what we're talking about i'm so tired um but yeah that uh that's the spinning axis of what yeah. like the what's actually happening is the same and to the untrained observer if you get to watch one rep you would have no idea which system you're in whether it's keeler's or your red light green light yeah, yeah. except that keeler's method the dog is probably coming back like oh shit i'm uh, yes. I'm avoiding harm. Yeah. And in your method, the dog is coming back like, fuck yeah. This is awesome. I love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It's, it, they both, they honestly get in, in relation to proximity to the handler, they get to the same place in the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Right. Maybe a little bit longer for me because I bothered to condition the collar previous. They just, they won, put them on. Right? But how so does I've, the dog feel in the variations? Yeah, right. But that's the thing is like, the really, really good, hard, badass dogs, like they'll take that old school Keeler game. And mm. after they, f- the first couple of sessions, maybe they're like, dude, what the hell? But once they figure it out, they actually get pumped because they don't mind a rough smash game. Yeah. So then they're like, oh, 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 I figured it out. You ain't hitting me. And then, and they, but the guys will hold that up as evidence of how, look, a happy healing dog. And you're like, dude, I can show you pictures of me kicking people in the mouth and they come back smiling tomorrow. Do you want me to go kick your kid in the head? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they're like, nah, no, you know? So it's like in some percentage of the dogs, they, they find enjoyment in figuring out the rough game. The rest of the dogs, they'll do it, but they look bad. You yeah. know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they'll comply, but them. it is not a good picture. And this is the idea of like, you spend a little bit of time preconditioning the concept and then you're like, you're going to get to the same place. You're going to get to the same level of reliability. The negative reinforcement is present. They're, they're, they're coming with me. Like that's, that's it, it will happen, but how they feel about the process is a little different. And to me, that matters a tremendous amount. To mm-hmm. me, if it doesn't matter to you, then we're going to have a difficult time having discussions about dogs because the dog's experience actually means something to me. Yeah. I think what something that's kind of playing out in my head as well, what's really important in that loading phase is that the pop is on and off really quick and then announces the reinforcer before you have time to solicit some sort of opposition reflex yes. or barrier frustration. Yes. Because without the loading phase, even if you then go, okay, well, I'm going to nipopo it and I'm going to just put that pressure on, I'll tap you or pop you or whatever until you relinquish to that and now I come back. Yeah, yeah. And I'll mark when you do and I'll give you positive reinforcement and come back. Same picture, but without the loading phase means that there's a lot of risk and almost certainly because you want to use a very low amount of pressure and you're using a flat collar in your case. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of risk with that certain dog that then goes, well, fuck you. Like my opposition reflexes kicked in. Now I really need to pull into this collar yeah, yeah, and yeah. that you never get the opportunity then for him to, to relinquish the pressure because he's like, not only you ha- you're putting it on, but he's actively putting on more. Then there's the risk of uh, 
frustration, aggression mm-hmm. coming out, and now you've accidentally made a dog aggressive. Yes, uh, toward towards a, away from you, like yeah, towards yeah. other things, and yeah. it might be the tree that he wanted to get to, but sure. he's now now angry at the tree and wants to bite it when he gets there. Yeah, yeah. that's best case. Worst have, case, it's at another dog. Have you? Were you guys? Did you see? Because red light, green light, I think is where you guys came in at on the presentation. Mm. Were Were you guys there for the little follow the leader? Yeah, part, yeah. right. So that's the thing. Uh, again, you could you could just do straight keeler red light green light with no food no collar conditioning it'll work but the dogs won't dig it you could just condition the collar and jump straight to red light green light but there's i've happened upon the idea that you bridge the gap like really slowly and it makes it more accessible with a better experience to more dogs like instead of it being the dog has to be a certain level of toughness to be able to survive it with enjoyment it'll work for anybody right Mm -hmm. but it's like condition the collar and then I'll take them out on a 30 foot line. So there's like, like a thousand square feet. It's <laughs> a huge bubble, right? Mm. And they've done, they've got a, a demonstrably conditioned collar, like where they're sleeping or when they're sniffing butterflies, you can tap it and they go spinning back to you. And then I take them out on a, on a 30 foot flexi, let them pick the speed, let them pick the direction. So there's very little frustration with how much they are being limited. They're being limited a little bit. They already have a collar pop, so I can continue to condition the collar pop under higher distractions when they're not aimed at me and they come running back to me, no problem. But then I add relief of pressure. So that's the only lesson that's novel mm-hmm. in that game. And that is if they find the perimeter, I power down like a robot, just make like a tree, and I just stand there. The reason, the 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 way that I avoid the dog going into just abject frustration at trying to get to the target there's a thousand square feet of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? There's a thousand square feet of opportunity. And ideally if my condi- if my collar pop was conditioned, then gentle collar pressure maybe has some, you know, uh carryover effect. They're like, was that mm-hmm. a thing? And maybe they come running back. No problem. But if it doesn't and they get stuck, they're going to pull, they're going to pull pretty quickly. Usually, even if all they're doing is fucking me off and trying to get a better stance so they can dig in harder to get to the object. If they give me any release of pressure at all, I go, yes. And then they should, if my markers are conditioned, come running back to me. Mm-hmm. But that's how I avoid the conflict. So if I don't have a conditioned collar pop, I can't do that portion. And if I don't have a conditioned marker, verbal or auditory marker, I can't do that part. Because even if a dog that says, I hate you, I'm going to dig in, there's going to be pulses in the dig. And if they, back up to make the dig. And when they back up, I mark the release of pressure and they come running back. The next time they dig, they go and they release. Yes. And then they start to go, Oh, do you want me to back off the pressure? And then they'll get to the end and back up and look at you. Yes. And then you can differentially reinforce them backing off nicely. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, cool, man, no problem. I have a dog that tolerates a 30 foot bubble. They get to choose the speed. They get to choose the direction. If I tap the collar, they happily come back if they find the end of the collar, they politely release pressure and come back. And what happens within a couple of days is you get a dog that like, you're trying to do a, I'm going to follow you exercise. People go, how long do you do the follow the leader thing for? And I'm like, until the dog won't lead. Like eventually you get a dog that just looks at you like, where are we going? Do the thing. And you're like, no, no, you go do the thing. And they're like, you're going to, you're going to pop my collar a little bit. (laughs) No man, I'm good. I don't. But it's tough because it's like a little bit of a systemic, it's it's a little bit of a, like a, a, a system. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to make it sound like I got some trademark thing, but it's a little bit of a system, you know, because then if you don't have 
an on-off, if you don't have that window of opportunity and you can't go enough and have the dog go, oh, cool, opportunity gone, then you'll get a dog that just obsessively stares at you, waits for you to feed him. Yeah. And that's not what you want. You want mm-hmm. a dog that will go explore the world. So once you get to the point where you have a dog that like you can't get them to the end of the 30-foot flexi because they just choose to hang out with you, that's when you go red light, green light. You go, cool, let's put this on cue. I'm going to say, let's go. I'm going to play this game. I'm going to tune you in until I you you can't shake them. You can't give them a tug toy. You can't give them a ham sandwich. You can't shake them. It's not a heel position, but it's a heel concept, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to get to the end of that and I'm going to go, enough or whatever. If I'm going to reward you with a game afterwards, I go, yes, and we play tug. And then I go, enough. And now you go explore. But I do both of those on a flexi. So my dog should have this nice, loose heel, right? Not a competitive heel, but an, uh, a loose leash walk. It's a loose leash walk, but it should hold up under distractions that I don't think most people would qualify as a loose leash walk. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what I mean? yeah, it's yeah. loose leash in the fact that they are free inside their perimeter. Yeah. So it's a pet dog in appearance, but should be sport dog in, in robustness, right? Because mm-hmm. most people that have a loose leash thing, if you take out a ham sandwich, you go, that dog's eating it. You know what I mean? Unless they give another command to leave it, right? But like, dude, if you play the game right, when somebody walks out, with a toy, your dog should look at them and they'll look at you and go, dude, are you going to bail on me? You know, you're yeah, like, yeah. is this a trick? Are you setting me up? You trying to get a point? I'm on you, bro. It's like Simon says, they think you're trying to catch him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, on cue, but then you should be able to go, okay. And they can go eh, and go investigate whatever they want. Yeah. You know? For people that train like us, where attitude is a key criteria in the training of a dog to do things, I don't think it can be overstated how important the cues for work, like what you call red light, green light, what I call the restaurant open, the restaurant shut. Those cues and using that effectively uh, consistently and and not letting the dog – trick you into doing one more rep. Like I always say to people, like when you, you're trying to train your dog to go to the marker board, right? He does four or five reps. You're happy with it. And then you jackpot him. He put the, you put the collar on and then he does a backflip in front of you. If you click in that moment, like, cause I say to people, you click what you like, right? Yeah. yeah, Now, if your criteria is to go to a marker board and your dog suddenly does a backflip, you fucking click that, right? Whether you want to teach that or not, Mm. anything that is novel or attitude, you click it. You make sure he understands he's being reinforced for doing something cool, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when your dog comes under that and you go, okay, we're done, that's all, and he goes, well, how do you like this backflip? And then you mark it, you have sabotaged yourself and your training so badly. You are so much better just not reinforcing in that moment because if he offers you a really powerful behavior, he's already past the learning phase of that and he's into the intermittent reward schedule. So it's not like it's going to go away when he intentionally offers you power at the end to yeah, bring yeah. the game back, right? Yeah. But what you are going to do, if you reinforce outside of your your your, your window for reinforcement, you, lo- you lose your livable dog. Yes. And that's where people complain about people like us and the way that we train where it's like, oh, you're jacking the dog up too much. There's too All much the hype. The dog's yeah. in drive too much. Look at him. I would prefer him to be flatter and more reliable than like all jacked up and pissing me off all the time. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But that's only because you don't cue him in and cue him out effectively. That is the cornerstone of it. Well, if you're going to train the way we do and create flashy, like focus on the attitude of the dog, 
that shit like is, reliable obedience yeah. that the dog doesn't mind doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's one yeah. way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you say like flashy obedience, I think it allows people to go. I don't, do I don't that, really yeah. need flashy obedience. I just yeah. need them to comply. Yeah. If you want your dog to do what they're asked to do and also enjoy complying, yeah, that's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You have to have that. Those sounds signals. like a terrible life. <laughs> what? What? what are you talking? Hey, about? we just we haven't mentioned on the show, but uh, Pat and I got to spend a couple of days with Sean and Janet Edwards in their hometown of Hanover. I know Sweats has been there before when she went to the trial last year. Fantastic people. What Pat was pointing out to me was there were some males um, that they had coming over, which were just hopping up on the couch with us and like cuddling up to us like babies. And these are serious PSA three working dogs. Yeah. You know, like it was actually incredible to see how homely, livable and family orientated yep. these dogs are. Little kids running around the house, yep. playing with toys, yelling and screaming, yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know, like totally doing drive related exercises. Yeah, yeah. And the dog, yeah. <laughs> but the dogs are lying on the couch, you know, upside down, getting yes. belly rubs. What's funny, yes. we're in the house and this lady brings her dog in and he's 10, right? So He's been around a while, right? He comes into the house. He's super relaxed. He's got kind of a, he's got a cleft palate. So he's actually got like two noses, oh, right? Yeah. So he doesn't look like a high speed working dog. Sure. Right? And he's just chilling out. And Glenn sort of asked her like, oh, is this your kind of pet dog? And it's like, no, he's got a PSA three. He's, he's like the 19th dog ever to get it. He's a killer. He's, wow. Yeah. He's part of the legendary team yeah. of PSA wow. three dogs. Like he's a killer. Yeah. But He's outside that mode right now, and he's just chilling on the couch. He's so climbing all over us like, like a little, little koala. <laughs> we were putting wigs on him and taking photos. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't know us, you know what I mean? But, like, the window's not open, and he's super yes. satisfied. His life's fantastic. Yes. He's super happy. Mm. There That's was a one, the that, that one dog there, Silas, that I got all the, the video and photo oh, with. Like, you would not – if. You would not believe that dog can work. And he's, he's got a, a French like ring a baby. Run. He's like a baby. Wow. Yeah. He's yeah. got a French ring run and a PDC. Uh, you would never – if you observe that dog, you'd be like – there's no way it works. Was there an accident in the birth? Yeah. Like there's no way. This dog has no discernible drive. Yeah. He won't take food from you if you offer it to him. He just looks at you weird. He just wants to literally cuddle you. And I'm talking he's a full awkward weirdo. He's got a lot of idiosyncrasies, yeah. But, Does he sleep with you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. On the he, bed, yeah, yeah. Yeah, climbs all over you, like obsessively cuddles. But put him on the field and say, we're ready to work. Oh, dude. The Malinois comes alive and he goes to work. And like, that's just cause like, obviously that dog has something cool going on with him. He's yeah, got a cool personality, yes. but, yes. but that's someone put in the work of like, Hey, yes. this is the, this is the picture where you get to, to Cause to that cool personality it. would not be displayed in that manner if it wasn't trained. Mm. Yeah. Like you can have all the genetics in the world. Like you can be genetically awesome, but you're not going to be this huge bodybuilder doing nothing. You might be genetically lean, a little more muscular than most people, but you're not going to be a 280 pound. Yeah. Yeah. Pro bodybuilder, you, know I mean? work, yeah. you need genetics and you need work, yeah. right? So dogs like that are genetic and work, right? What was the name of that female they had that I, I took the uh, leg bite with? Zika, Sean's dog. Again, another dog, friendly, totally sociable, and yet an absolute beast on the legs. I mean, I've never, ever encountered such an intense biting dog before for, yeah. for a little female. Yeah, and just I, I just couldn't. Yeah, I just can't, couldn't believe the power generated. She, she'd crank from her hips all the way through to her jaws, yeah. and I've never been – like I've been bitten. She bites hard. I've been bitten by harder dogs, but I've never seen a dog put so much talk into it. Yeah. And then you, you go back to the home with her and she's – Nice. She's as nice as pie. It's funny because like I have a, a PDF that I put together for clients when they get in touch with me and they're like, I want to set a lesson. And now I'm just like, do these things. <laughs> yeah. Here you go. I think I got that from you. I was like, here you go, dude, have, have fun with this. And then, you know what I mean? We're good. Uh, and it's cool. But what's crazy is it's like, it's nothing 
like literally it ruins my business because most people are like, Oh, I guess we're done. Yeah. It's like, look, man, there's a video about, uh, there's some basic, there's like a video about layered stress model, right? Cause I think owners need to understand that uh, nothing crazy, just layered stress model. There's a window of opportunity. Like, Hey, play with your dog as much as you'd like to, but only play with it inside the window of opportunity is, are you ready? Starts it enough stops it. That's it. Whether it's a toy, whether it's Frisbee rough house, do whatever you want to do that you feel safe doing. I don't even care how I honestly don't care. Just say, are you ready? And then, you know, enough at the end done condition, the collar, right? Stand on the leash. There's a couple things, but it's like, honestly, like I could fix so many dogs. If you said, look, stand on the leash until the point where when you stop and look like you're going to chill, the dog just goes and flattens. Right. When you say, are you ready? Lights up and you say enough, he turns off. And if you go and hit his collar, he comes back to you happily. Yeah. We're done. We're done. Yeah. So you can literally take that crap and figure out almost anything you need for the average pet dog person. Yeah. You know well, that I mean? will fix every dog that is just leading a frustrated life, not communicating with his owner. Yes. If the dog actually has a real legit issue. Yeah. That's not going to that, be, yeah. That's going to lay you the foundation to come in and, and, and really do some work and fix yes. the dog. Because if they don't have that, we got to start there. We yeah. can't, you know what I mean? You, yeah. can, you have to start there, but, yeah. but it's like, if they do that and their problems fall off and you're like, wicked, cool. That's awesome. I'm glad I could help yeah. you. And you're, if they're you're back like, to the rest of the world with, not, with everybody yeah. else that owns a dog yeah. and just gets along with it. Yeah. And then if they're like, you know, actually, we, you know, we, we did these lessons and we still need help because this is happening. Then it's like, awesome, cool. Because now I can show you how to actually start doing the game mm-hmm. and not show up and then take your money and go jiggle the collar and give him food. Mm. <laughs> I mean, come on, dude. You know what I mean? They're like, cause if you pay for that lesson, you're like, you gotta be kidding me. Yeah. <laughs> like what, what did you just tell me? Yeah. Despite it being a super important foundation that you need ridiculous but they will it doesn't matter yeah do you know what i mean like it's a hard one to hand over it's like when you go to the doctor and they're like you have diabetes and you're like what do i do you should exercise and stop eating shit (laughs) (laughs) you're like like, wait what (laughs) like did you really just tell me to stop being a turd that's your advice like honestly that can't be the advice you know there's got to be some sort of pill or something Mm. We've descended into calling people turds. <laughs> <laughs> we should wrap it up. Is that what <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Hey, so did awesome job today. You're on again tomorrow, but I mean that it'll be long over by the time people listen sure, to this. Sure. But you're doing the exact same thing. Exa- We've got all the well, same so, jokes ready to go. So here's the problem. The slides are going to be exactly the same. How and, can you match the content? And cons- I have no idea. The, I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth. This time <laughs> I have no idea. None of that shit was, I didn't go, like I can remember things I said, but I did in no way planned. I planned the slides and the slides are just triggers. I'm like, that's probably going to make me say something funny. Or <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But I don't yeah. know. I have no idea what, and I, I actually, I didn't go like, that's going to make me say something funny. I literally laid out bullet points of my system. So I know what to talk about. So I don't miss any steps. Mm. Yeah. Anything that wasn't written down was just improv. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I'm mean, the slides are going to be the same. And in bullet points, the content will be the same because the slides are the same. So we're going to go over the same material. What I say, I, I, I mean, I never know what the hell. I'm yeah, it's, not a, it's not a rehearsed speech. No, no. What yeah, I say, yeah. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of the jokes will be the same because well, they're funny. But, I, but I, the problem is I won't remember what I have said tomorrow. <laughs> so if yeah, I'm repeating improv. them, I think I'm telling. It's like that one guy that wants to like, he 
gets drunk and tells you that story that he tells you every time he gets drunk. But that time at that moment, he's never told you that story before. That is every single thing I say. In my life. <laughs> I have no idea. Well, as I told you before, I think you missed your calling as a comedian. <laughs> Mate, you filled the room and everyone was having a really good time. They were laughing their heads off. I, I think that's the best type of learning. I love seeing. I agree. No, no, no. I, conference I, I, like, I like that is fun. I think my present, I think the way I present is good. I'm mm. proud of I'm, I am happy with the fact that I can be entertaining and I'm, I am proud of the way that I lay material out. Like I put a lot of, it, it sounds when you listen to me talk in a presentation, I'm just, I mean, I make inappropriate jokes and I curse and I do stupid shit and it's like, it looks like I'm straight winging it and, and what words I'm going to use. I'm totally winging like what jokes and how long the pause is. I'm t totally winging it. Mm. But the way I lay material out is stupid meticulous. Like I, I have a Google Drive that's just got every conceivable lesson I have written out 15 different fucking ways that could be delivered. You know what I mean? Like it's just, it's ridiculous. It, like it yeah. pains my brain sometimes, but like I'm pointing at Pat for radio people. Like I'll get an idea from somebody like him and it hurts. Yep. Because it's like, it's a seed planted in your you're mind. You're just like, fuck. And it's not just like, oh, that's a cool idea. Like I have to change this in 15 things because, <laughs> because if I put it here and like, that's the thing. And I'm like, fuck. And then I got to like, the lessons are laid out. You learn a before B and before C and before D. But if this is now, it's like if one and then two and then three, now I got two and a half and I'm like, fuck. Okay. But okay. <laughs> right. But then this one was broken down into quarters. So two and a half uh, oh shit. You know what I mean? And then you're just yeah, like, it's, yeah. it sounds stupid, but like I actually spend a lot of time on teaching material conceptually. The delivery is just, I'm shitting it straight out of my head. Like mm -hmm. there's no preparedness for that. Yeah, yeah. It's very improv. But but it's like it's fun. It's you fun know. improv. We'll see how it's received. Cause yeah. I know people laughed and liked it, but I know I slipped a couple of times and cursed and I, I said something to someone, Somebody, I said, was she in like a motorized wheelchair and I'm making like 50 shades jokes at her and shit? I don't know. She's, she's, she's got part. like a, a leg issue. It's a scooter thing. It's yeah. Like so she's in like a rascal and I borrowed a leash from her, but it was like, oh this, yeah, I did say that. This yeah. bondage looking so leash. You missed the first I, one. I make all kinds. I mean, but like, dude, I'm making, I'm making sex jokes at a woman in a scooter. How dare you, sir? I have, so I don't know. Well, at least you're I'm, inclusive. I mean, I don't know if it's that. I don't know if it's funny enough to override because I slipped and I cursed and I wasn't supposed to, and I'm entirely inappropriate and I made legit fun of concepts that people hold dear and people that people like. Yeah. But like. that's important because you, you, if you, you're non-confrontational in the way that you're then approaching people's like you are very confrontational, but in, in jest. <laughs> yes. And so it's, it's easier for people to come around and change their mind. And yeah, I remember, yeah. you know, speaking of Katrina Hartwell, one of my favorite people, she said, when you're delivering like information, the way that we do, mm -hmm. it's like it more important than the people actually getting the info is how you make them feel. Yeah. Because if you make them feel the right way and you put on a show, because these things are infotainment, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You and I both do this. This is our gig, teaching yeah. stuff like that. And it's infotainment. Yes. If I make you feel good and I put on a good show, hopefully you you take away a few bits and you implement it, right? Sure. If I stand up there and I read off the PowerPoint and go, point one, you will tap the collar like this, do that, right? Yes. Like army style. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jazz is smiling. You literally <laughs> just said, I was like, like this, do that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, 
some people are going to go, okay, got it. Yeah. But everybody else can be like, oh, fuck all this. And Important. they don't even, you, you, yeah. your awesome information just disappears into the ether. Yeah. yeah. So, and yeah. if you can't play the jokes right in a way that humor done well can let you laugh at yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Like humor done badly, you laugh at other people and you never look at yourself. Humor done well, you go, oh, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) But then it's like once you realize it, you're like, well, you know, there is something to that. And then it makes it puts a little seed. But if you try to shove that in, like, you know, no chance. It's no good. So yeah. Hey, uh, <laughs> spit water all over the place. Speaking of I think sweat, she's waiting well, for she, that's what she said, Joe. Uh, we, we need a quick update from you. You've just yeah. done uh, six weeks in the Americas, had to step in for Jay at a seminar, oh, ran that. Crushed right. it. Yeah. Now that with some legit dogs was in a BJJ comp. Just give us the rundown, Jazz. You just did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> your summary done. Um, I'm giving you the dot points. Oh, okay. Yeah. So first weekend had what two days notice to do two Jay's days notice. seminar to I had cover a, that. We had a medical emergency in the family, and I had to stay and take care of family stuff. And of course, would have just canceled because it's like family's first, right? But Jazz was there and was like, "Oh, dude, I'll do it. I'll either go do this or I'll stay home with the dogs." Yeah. So, so put up and was like, "Just killed it." So you should, you should probably talk though. Friggin', uh, where was it? Florida. Oh, those flights. They were horrendous. Uh, it was only meant to be, what, two hours? Supposed to be a two-hour uh, two hour flight, and it was an hour on the on the tarmac, Ugh. and then a two-hour flight, and then another hour on the tarmac on the you other talk, side, really? which then made me miss my next flight, which <laughs> you talk about it was a horrendous like evening. A big piece of shit. I got, to my, I, like, I got to the facility and dropped my bags inside at 2 a.m. in the morning. <laughs> it was meant to be like uh, 10, yeah, 10, 10 11 o'clock. at night. Yeah. You talk about feeling terrible, you know? Somebody's like, no, man, I'll take care of it. It's like, Start at it's like somebody morning. goes, I'll pay the bill, and you guys are like, uh, But I just right. ordered a bottle of Moe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, man, I'll go do this, and you're like, cool. I mean, it means And that was after ton, forgetting right? the, air, uh, the, the passport. <laughs> you had to go back and get it. I did. He did. Yeah. She's at the airport and she's like, Sweating. dude, it's all stressed. Cause it's like everything's yeah, screwed up, and everything's everything. thrown together. And she's yeah. like, they're like passport. And she was like, uh, and I just went over. <laughs> My house is like an hour away. Her flight leaves in an hour. And I'm like, uh, you know, her flight left in an hour and a half. My house is about 45 minutes. If you do way too fast. Right. And I was like, I'll be right back. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I come back and I'm, it's like a movie. Her flight leaves in five minutes. I'm Just running like, down so, the like, thing. <laughs> I grabbed the passport, <laughs> ran straight down, straight into the plane and they shut the doors behind me. And I was like, all right, got it. Oh, yeah. And then yes. you sat there for an hour. Jay, this is your 100%, passport. <laughs> 100% sat there for an hour in the middle of the tarmac and the aircon wasn't working properly. There's a crying baby <sighs> and I am losing bad. my mind. Do not put me in a plane. All right, that is a confined and metal tube. Do not do that. Like I will just hulk out and break everything. And did that on one day's notice to go to Florida to teach a seminar. Now, the <laughs> I seminar, haven't thought before. The seminar was in Amy Sadler's place, yeah. right? Amy Sadler's got a big facility. She was flying in all of her National Canine Center employees to take the seminar, <laughs> right? It's like it's pressure, bro. Not yeah. just like a couple people at the local yeah, obedience yeah, a couple club. people down the street. Uh-uh, man. It was like, it was real. And I was just like, holy shit. But she did well. She got great reviews. You know what I mean? Did really good. Yeah, it was good fun. Uh, there's some pretty cool dogs. I like Jack. He broke my yeah. laptop, though. 
Yeah. <laughs> the dog I told her was my favorite broker lab. <laughs> but, um, Just like, that goes on the floor. <laughs> He actually, he, he rolled off the bed by accident. Like he just went to roll over just while he was resting, fell off the bed, hit the laptop, took everything with him. But I still like him. He's cool. But no, they had some cool dogs. We did some uh, drive sports and stuff. So we did all the drive sports as well as some SR testing and things like that. But yeah, they, uh, they really enjoyed it. They got a lot out of it. Um, it was pretty cool to work some of those dogs and teach some concepts that, that yeah, I haven't really had the dogs to do here in Australia yet, back home in Australia yet. So. Yeah. And that was pretty cool. Weekend after that was... Jiu-Jitsu competition. Sure. That, yep. And then... Oh, yeah. Like, uh, breeze right over there, right? <laughs> Jiu-Jitsu competition, right? Had 12 matches, took gold in gi and no gi. Boom. Yeah. She's like, yeah, did it. 12 matches. That's, that's awesome. Yeah. 12 matches is no joke. Yeah, that's, I was that's stoked, legit. though, because the most I've got in Australia is... What did I say? Was it seven? No. You said, five, like, five, five or six. Five, yeah. yeah, something like that. Because I just don't have people in my weight class. And then here, it was like... Shit, this is hectic. I'm definitely going in that. So we drove to New Hampshire, wherever New that Hampshire. is. Hampshire, yeah. South of Maine, I think. Didn't South. have yeah. to fight a man? Um, not this story. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. For those that don't know, Dad's had to she, fight a man. She, yeah. In Australia. <sighs> she fights men all the time in the gym. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then you did your own seminar. That was the next day, yeah. Yeah, um, the very next day. I, I made her. This is all with that bung ankle uh, still. Yeah. So I made her, I made her do a seminar. She was like, this was, we decided to do this before the Florida seminar. I was like, you know, you ought to teach seminar right out here. Nobody's going to want to do it. And then I'm like, no, man, it'll be good. Trust me. It'll be good. And, uh, we planned it and I was like, cool, you'll do this seminar. And it was going to be like a little at, at my gym. No problem. You like people, people, people that she knows, people that have already trained with you, you know, that kind of like, it's low pressure. And then it was like Amy Sadler's place first, yeah. and then this one, and then the, like it blew up, dude. There was like eighteen people or something. Yeah, yeah, that's good. It was huge, mm. and uh, like more than anybody that's ever come to anyone of mine at my place, <laughs> <laughs> just crushing it, right? <laughs> crushing it. And then like uh, did a did a SR test the next day, or like a GRC event the next day. We had like the most people we've ever had compete because she's judging. So like I don't know, it was like we had a bunch of people. Like I want to say it was like sixteen people. And, and we threw know. another one together impromptu. I was like, screw it, let's do it. And we had like five people do SR1, two people do, and four people do SR2. So nice. it's like, it's kind of cool, man. Yeah, it's, it's it, was, it was pretty rad. She was a busy chick. It's good. Time. I got a bunch of messages from people. One person telling me like, I'm sure they meant well, but was like, oh, Jazz is so much better at shaping than you. <laughs> <laughs> David Shame, who was And then, like, backpedal now. And then backpedal, like, you did such a good job at teaching her shaping. <laughs> That's funny. Um, speaking of which, Mabel, who's biting toys now. Yes, no, she crushed oh, it with man. my dog. Like, I've been working on certain things with my dog week forever. One, right? And then, like, first week there, she's like, you mean like this? My dog's fucking working. And I'm just like, I hate No, because so he was like, do you reckon, you reckon you can get it to no, play good, toys man. and stuff by no, the end? Good. And I was That's like... Good. All right, I'll do no it. No question. It. it was really good. So she'll really be hitting good. that wall climb. She, honestly, yeah, she should. Yeah, yeah she, she should. She may, I may be able to get her on a fucking sprint pole, honestly. Like, she's, she, she, she made a shit ton of progress with her, like a ton of progress. It blew my mind. It was yeah. really good. I've been telling everyone she's the future. She's fucking oh, she's got good, it all. man. She's good. I've been it's, telling it's, everyone you're drunk when you say that. <laughs> it's, it's funny, though. It's funny, though, because there are, it's, it, she has interest. So the joke has all has started <laughs> no. becoming the fucking baby, right? Like, so she's like, oh man, like, uh, 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 Pat and Jay have like complementary systems. They're a little different, but they're like, they're similar or whatever. And now it's like, they're just like, oh my gosh, she does both. It's like, uh, uh, budget 
Not like, you know what I mean? Like, well, you can either go see. Ch- yeah. <laughs> you can yeah. see both of us. Like you just see her. Yeah. Both. Yeah. <laughs> We've done ourselves out of the job. Damn it. Well, that's the point. I mean, I think it's fantastic. I think you're fucking killing it. Like you obviously are very, very good, but that's the point of all of us that are teaching. Like I've got my way of doing things. I was taught that by someone else. I've adapted it to be mine. You've got your way. And then you're, she's learning from as many people as, as like, she's not done. It's not like the two of us are the fucking be all and end all. Of course. So, but that just makes you going to be way better. And that's the idea of the master coaching is the, the student should always overtake the teacher. That's the whole point. Dude, if you're, if your students aren't, better than you or at the very least provide you with learning opportunities. Like what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you doing? You yeah. know what I mean? Like you kind anyway. of, you kind of blew it, but I'm glad you're coming home. Cause my dog misses you and <laughs> I need my decoy back <laughs> and I miss you. So it'd be good. Oh, sure. Her eyes are going to rain again. <laughs> I'm not crying. It's just raining. Your I'm not crying. You're crying. <laughs> no. All right. But I do miss you guys. So. Yep. We miss you too. Yeah, Australia misses though. you. Well, good work. Good work on your stuff that you've been doing over here and good work, Jay. Sweet guys. Thanks for uh, having me on again. I always You're enjoy welcome, it. Mate. You Thanks for coming and watching the thing and, and uh, supporting me and mate, you're killing all it. this shit. Yeah. I mean, the, the, as we'll I said, the room they, was legit packed. We'll see one if they let me do it tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see what kind of reprimand I get tonight. Mm. And then we'll see if I'm uh, ever allowed back. <laughs> That'd be fun. That'd be fun. I'm not worried. About it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all said. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for another episode of the Canine Paradigm. As always, if you like what you hear, please like, rate, share, subscribe. Do that through whatever subscription service you download us from. If you want to support the show, the best way to do that is via Patreon. Three bucks a month gets you an extra episode. Ten bucks gets you a live Q&A. And if you want to buy me a Lamborghini, you can do that through there as well. We'll add a Lamborghini button. And don't forget Teespring. Yeah. And if you want to have some cool gear and also sling us a few bucks, hop onto Teespring, search us in on there, the Canon Paradigm, and you can buy some T-shirts, hoodies, various other clothing items. Mugs. Mugs, yeah. And rep the brand for us. Mm. You could wear it. (laughs) Yeah, you can put it on your head, walk around with it and balance it. And if you want to get in contact with us, the best way to do that is uh, via email. We are info at thecanineparadigm.com. And Glenn's about to push his button. Jay, you that's, all, that's, yeah, well, <laughs> now because he pushes the button live, you can actually sing along oh, to no, it. Oh, you can nice. sing. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. That's that. I've had heaps of people here say they hate it so much they want to get rid of it. No, they have to keep it. You have to get rid of it.